Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, welcome to the show. Hello to our listeners on SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy and, and uh, SEN 1620 uh, AM on the Gold Coast. A live action of the AFL coming up uh, the Savo on SEN 1620 of the Suns playing, which will be a massive game. We'll talk about that soon. Hello, Jake Edwards. Very good morning to you, Jason. How are you, mate? How's your week been? Um, it's been a Bloody busy week, I tell you. I've got. I'm. I'm no need to swear. Well, mate. It's just, just busy's fine. I'm. Uh, well, I'm just. I'm just highlighting how busy it has been, Jay. So my my client. I'm at capacity personally right now. My clients logistically. Uh, I've been into Noosa. I've been to Brisbane. I've been to Coolangatta. I've been to Tweed. I've been everywhere. So. Can't and if anyone out of out of this team of you, me, and Daddy Vass, our producer, suits Noosa, it's you. Oh, why is that? Well, you, I've seen you wear white pants, white <laughs> shoes. That's you, isn't it? Uh, it depends on what day of the week and what time. What's your coffee order too, by the way? My coffee order? Uh, yeah, what is it? It's, I generally do a double shot espresso with a caramel. Yeah, see, that's, that's, yeah. Got, that's got bloody noose written all <laughs> Macchiatos I've seen. There's two. Macchiato, yeah, look the at him. Little tiny baby one. Macchi- oh, yeah, I walked in one of them before, Macchiato, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just a, a long black with skim milk, mate. That's that's like, you couldn't get any more boring than that. <laughs> it sums you up. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, today's show, we're going to chat uh, Quaffle. How about Labrador? Hey, oh, Big win. Get on board, hey, folks. You called Premiers it. Premiers this year. You called, I'm you telling you. They'll start winning and the Dim Sims are going to go to another <laughs> level. <laughs> mate, we're going to win the games and the fights. <laughs> that's really In the crowd, at least. <laughs> yes. Um, hey, listen, we talked about last week too, rentals in southeast Queensland, nightmare. Um, they're, 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 there's no stock available. Prices are high. We're going to get Elizabeth Tilly. Great get this one, mate, from uh, realestates.com.au. She's the real estate editor and also from the Courier Mail. We'll have a chat to her. I want to find out more about this. And I'm interested too because I am a landlord um, and I'm sick of landlords getting bashed because not all landlords are bad. And I, I'll be interested to see what she's got to say about the rental crisis and, and where that's going, Jake. And also um, we've got Anton Cox joining us from Snap Fitness. He'll handle the healthy side of the show today. Advice for us blokes who may be carrying a couple of kilos too much. You're not in this conversation, Jake. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm a bit worried about going to gyms. I feel like am I wearing the right stuff? Am I, you know, is it, is it, is it suitable? So we'll have a chat to him about that as well and get some tips on how we can lose weight. What do you reckon? I think it sounds great, mate. Let's get into it. Looking forward to it. Uh, what else? Oh, we're going to preview our weekends as well, Jake. We're going to see what we're looking forward to this weekend. And boy, isn't there some stuff going around southeast Queensland uh, this weekend? There is so so much sport going on. As I said, the suns are coming up, and of course, magic it's round. M- magic round Brisbane. I'm in Brizzy, and I'm telling you, it is going nuts in Brisbane at the moment. This is Saturdays in the southeast. Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here for your Saturday morning. Hello to our listeners through SCNQ 693am in Brisbane and 1620am on the Goldie. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth and footy. NAB AFL Kick is back. 
Register at play.afl slash auskick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to Saturdays in the Southeast. Uh, if you're listening on SENQ, 6.93am in Brisbane. What a massive weekend it is in Brisbane. I- I'm staying in Brizzy this weekend, Jake, and it is absolutely packed. And I know, it's a, I know it's a different code, Jake, mm. but I'm staying at the same, same hotel as my mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. How, how's that going? Uh, for them, not good. Not for good. me, terrific. Yeah, no, it's 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 going all right, mate. I cannot complain. But AFL, we're going to talk about AFL uh, as well. It's community. You wanted to push this. I'm not for this, but you are. Uh, community umpiring week. It is. I'm after a few votes this week, Jase, <laughs> as you could see, mate. But, yeah, it's community umpiring week, and we can't play the game without them, as we know, Jase. So we've got to acknowledge our other teammates on the field and, yeah, acknowledge the great work that they do. Yeah, you know what? A serious side of it, right? Mm. Um, oh, by the way, hello to our listeners on SEN 1620 Gold Coast. I didn't get to that. I got <laughs> I got, uh, I got, got excited about South Sydney Rabbitohs. But going back to the umpires, in all seriousness, we're now seeing uh, soccer referees in Sydney trialling uh, body cams this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can we cut out the rubbish and the crap we give the umpires, particularly at local and community sports? These guys, a lot of them volunteering their time, aren't they, Jake? And yeah. there's no if – you, if you get a bad decision, live with it. Set a, set a good example for your kids instead of carrying on like a pork chop. One of the luxuries we've had this year at Cooparoo, Jace, is that Barry Gibson, who used to run AFL Queensland, actually he's stepped down from there and he's come across to the Kings. And he's given some great insight over the last couple of months around the amazing work that goes into the umpiring program and the challenge that they have with getting people to to sign up and the, the volunteering aspect of that. But as part of the work with Barry, just the great insight to him giving us a bit of knowledge around, yeah, just that process and what's involved. And I know us at the Kings and that we do we do some – well, we invite the umpires down. We had a couple of them come down a few weeks ago and get involved in training and, and trying to bridge that gap between player and, and umpire. Yeah, and, and if we continue treating umpires like crap, we're not going to get any more coming through. Then what do we do? We've got no one to officiate the game. So treat the umpires – and I know it's hard sometimes because we don't agree with umpires and the things I've caught umpires at the telly when the Swans have had a free kick go against them. I'm thinking about that grand final against the Western Bulldogs. Um, it, it's it, it, That's not nice. But seriously, in public, stop it. Treat them well. Do not threaten an umpire. Appreciate them this week. Is that right, Jake? Yeah, it's spot on, mate. Like we... Do a lot of education and knowledge. The AFL this year brought out the you know the new rule around sledging the umpires and throw even throwing your arms up in the air at the start of the year was considered an offence and uh, you'd be penalised for. I don't it, like which, that rule though. Yeah, that it, I it, don't like. It's a challenging one only because it is an emotional game. Having played the game still and for many many years, you do you get caught up in the moment. Um, but what it does do, Jace, it sends a great example back to the grassroots performance of, of football. The Saturday hero who. Might want to get ahead of himself and, uh, and and abuse the umpire, which is what we don't want to encourage at all. And this week is all about acknowledging the great work our umpires do. Well done, and I hope you do get a couple of extra free uh, kicks for that this week. I'm so sure do you I. will. So do I. Absolutely. I have no doubt. I have no doubt you will. <laughs> hey, the big news for, uh, during the week is that the, uh, there's two bits, and I, I've got to I've got to hand it to the AFL this week. It's it's magic round in the rugby league, right? But this week, two massive announcements. Magic, magic, yeah. magic. 
I love that song. That's great. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether we should be playing that during an AFL segment, but one of the things, uh, the AFL, they're just they're so good um, that they announce a new CEO this week. Mm-hmm. Has that has that happened? It yep, has happened, yeah. To, yeah, yep. Dylan, right. yep, he'll be yep. taken over, yep. So, And then you've got the, the announcement, the big one, and, and I think well-deserved. And, and I've argued this for a long time. My, I spent a bit of time in, in Hobart, love Hobart, and my wife is, is Tasmanian. That's where I met her in Hobart. Yeah. Tassie deserves an AFL licence, and, and well done. I, I think this is a great decision, don't you? Yeah, it's a terrific decision. Football in Tasmania has been extremely strong with some – Incredible plays over the last 40, 50 years come from that state. It's great. I believe when Gillen first stepped into the role as CEO, he made he earmarked as Tasmania as you know having that as part of his um, his time at the AFL, getting that across the line. And yeah, it's it's fantastic to see they they got the job done. But the timing of it is exceptional, isn't it? The AFL, the PR, oh, the PR yeah. team there have got everything <laughs> down pat. It's magic round this week. Let's take the focus of media away from that and, and let's announce our CEO, but also let's get the Prime Minister down into Tasmania alongside Gill and let's announce the, the, the next licence. New billion-dollar stadium, which will, be, um, which will be built on the hill just in Hobart, uh, near the Aquatic Centre there. Oh, I think that's great. Should it have a roof on it, though? Well, it probably has to have a roof. I mean, my first – I played one game down there uh, in Tasmania. It was my very first VFL game, and it would have been about six degrees. It was absolutely freezing there. Anyone yep. travelling from up north down to Tassie is going to want potentially a roof over that uh, over that oval. But, yeah, we've only got Eddie had there or what's it called now? It's been called 15 names over the last five years. But Marvel. Marvel, is it? Marvel. We've got that one there in Victoria. I mean, I think we're due for another one down south. No, but I disagree with you. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Mm. There's one advantage the Canberra Raiders have over other NRL teams. Oh, teams that it's want to freezing. travel there. Yeah, fair and enough. And it's freezing, right? Yeah, yeah. Same with Melbourne, with the Storm. You go to Amy Park, it's cold, particularly if you're a Queensland team. I reckon the elements could actually play in favour of of the, the Tassie team, whatever they're going to be called, because who's going to want to go down there when it's a, a blustery, when there's a blustery wind coming off Mount Wellington with with snow on the mountain in the middle of winter, hitting the ground just below it, I reckon no no roof, let's play real Tassie conditions. And I reckon that's an advantage. That's at least a couple of goal advantage to the new Tassie team. So the comment you made there, Jace, was that who's going to want to go down there when it's the way that it is weather-wise? So that, that's my next question. Relocation as a player is... Tasmania going to be the first club that you're going to put your hand up for to head down well, there if you've been yeah. living in Sydney or even even Brisbane? Well, you tell that to some of the kids playing in Tassie at the moment who can't get through to – who are playing in the VFL, right, who who can't crack the Hawks or whoever. Oh, mate, they, they, there'll be enough players. They'll recruit a couple of big names. They have to, right? They've got to do that. And they'll get used to the conditions. Hobart's one of the most livable cities in Australia. I've lived there for seven, eight years, met my wife there. It's a beautiful city, very livable. So what? You've got to train a few days a week um, and play every second week in some cold conditions. But the team will benefit from that long term. I, and look, if you mo- well, you're trying to attract a couple of players from Victoria, I reckon it's the same, isn't it? I mean, we're not, we're not talking – Victoria doesn't have Bahama-type, you know, weather conditions. So <laughs> – I don't, it's not much different, is it? 
Well, I'll, I'll give you a community outlook on it. So when I was in Victoria living there, I, I played in the Ballarat Football League. Um, yep. And so I remember one day we're playing at Lake Windaree and the wind was coming in sideways. It was, <laughs> it was snowing. It got down to about four degrees and I was probably in my late 20s and I really considered throwing in the boots and retiring after that. The the football club... Soft. Well, part of it's a little bit soft, yeah. I, I, look, I still didn't have the long sleeve on. I'll, I'll give myself that. But the, <laughs> to really drive it in... So I'm, I'm thinking of this, right? So with the weather being like that, using this example of me playing in Lake Windaree, what drove it home even further, which made it even worse, was that the, the Lake Windaree Football Club didn't even have hot water available in the visitor's change room. So maybe Perfect. maybe the Tassie Devils or whatever is it they're going to be called, maybe they can put this in place for the travelling teams with no hot water uh, available after the game. I agree the with that. Absolutely. Make it terrible for them. And the Raiders, when they saw the opposition get off the, off the bus um at Bruce Stadium in Canberra and they got off the bus and they were wearing long sleeves with like tracksuits and that they knew that they had them mentally that day i've i've sat on the sideline doing commentary in Canberra and the reserve graders like the new south wales cup throw their ice onto the grass in the middle of the day mm. after their game from the rescue it's still sitting there at full time <laughs> after first grade that's yeah. how bloody cold it is yeah so Great advantage for Tasmania, I think, is do not put a roof on that stadium because you're you're not you don't have any sort of advantage. Quickly, what can they learn from GWS and the Suns? I think the GWS Giants have been successful. Mm. Um, they've made a grand final. Sure, they got walloped in that grand final. Suns, Suns have struggled, right? What what do you think? What lessons will Tassie learn from the Gold Coast Suns' mistakes? I think if you drive past Carrara there now with the stadium there, Jace, you can have a look around and you can see that it wasn't built or it was built too quickly without in mind of the infrastructure around it. Mm. The players that I know that have come and gone, one of the biggest challenges they had was the access to professional elite facilities to walk straight into and be able to put your craft into play. They got these clubs down in Victoria, like Geelong. Have, I think when I was there playing the VFL, they just finished a ninety-five million dollar revamp of the stadium, where it had everything you could imagine an elite program would have. Up here, I think they're still on one point there for two years. They'll, I think they were training and getting ready out of those little school um, portables um, mm. at some point. So they've got to really look into that. As a player, yeah, you're signing maybe some big dollars, but. You get here and you see the environment and that you're around. You're going, this isn't what I signed up for. Um, mm. And I think there's a lot of learnings from that uh, as well going to Tassie with the commitment with the federal government, uh, the stadium being what it is. But, yeah, to me, the, the, the facilities has to be something they need to learn um, from the Suns. What, what, what about player recruitment? I, I mean, the Suns chased two rugby league players. I mean, surely we're not going to make that mistake in Tassie. Purely, purely a marketing yeah. <laughs> attempt to to drive yeah. eyes to the game. Well, Suns and GWS. I mean, I, mean, I think GWS had Falau and um, Hunt, Hunt. I think, yep. yeah, for yep. the Suns. I mean, that's a big mistake, right? Yeah, huge mistake. I don't, I don't think we really had much of an impact on the the membership benefit of the club. I, I believe, although having said that, I believe if the Suns were established today, I think they would be able to to drive more interest into the the football club, like. 
a lot of Southerners have moved up here the last couple of years. Um, I, I hopefully that will will change the view on the on the Gold Coast Suns here down on the coast. But yeah, the recruitment's a really big big element. The fact I think Tassie has a strong position over you know GWS and the Suns. Is Tassie is traditionally a, an AFL state, um, where Sydney and Gold Coast, yeah. as we know, is very heavily NRL influenced. So I think that'll set them on the on the on the road to recruitment, stronger at grassroots level, um, potentially plays wanting to come back home, being Tasmania from other Victorian Sydney clubs. Absolutely. Where yeah. up here, you just don't have that talent that's grown up grassroots who might go to a Melbourne and go, well, I'm going to go back home and play play for Brisbane or, or play for the Gold Coast Sun. So I think they're, they're a foot ahead already. Yeah, good stuff. Well done, uh, AFL, and congratulations to Tassie for getting that team in the AFL. Let's quickly look at the quaffle. Round six fixtures this weekend. Maroochydore play Aspley. Who wins that? Uh, Aspley. Sherwood hosts the Sharks. The Sharks are undefeated. They'll keep that going. Mate, Labrador, after belting Palm Beach last week, surely they'll they'll beat the Vultures, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. This is what I like about Labrador. They've got to be feared. When people turn up to Cook Murphy... They've got it. One fear the crowd. Two the opposition they're playing. What on Labrador? Yeah. Well, if you're in the crowd, I wouldn't rock up. So <laughs> definitely right there. But uh, look, that, that was a big win by Labrador against Palmy last huge. week. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected that one. I certainly didn't pick that one. Uh, Morningside will play Surface. Yeah, they'll travel down the M1. Um, Robbo's uh, probably going to go further. He wouldn't. Is go he this... back this week with his dodgy finger? The poor little princess. Is uh, he I'm back? Not... What was that? He's also got to face the fact he probably doesn't go that far on his holidays coming this far down <laughs> south on uh, on the M1. So hopefully he shows up and puts in an effort, but they should uh, get the chocolates again, surfers. You know you know what I like about Mitch Robinson playing footy of an afternoon? He For three hours, he's not hassling me for a job. That's what I like. <laughs> Palm Beach got a massive game against last year's grand finalist, Brody. This The Battle of the Beaches. Yeah, PBC need to step up after last week. That's a big game, massive game. I, I, I can't see him getting the job done against Brody. Mm. And they've recruited well, Palm Beach, haven't they? They have. They've got some big names running around. Um, look, it takes a little bit. Even when I moved up from Victoria and started playing uh, for the Cooper Kings, it took me about six rounds to get to get used to a different competition, different players, mm. so forth. So maybe they're just taking a bit of time to acclimatise. But there's no excuse when you've got the level of, of, uh, of players they've got running around for them. Um, Noosa and Grange have a bye this week, of course. The streets of Noosa will be, apart from being paved with gold, uh, those wine bars will be very busy this weekend with the Noosa boys not playing. Uh, First bounce, 2 o'clock on Saturday for all games today. uh, Season 2023 regos are open for NAB AFL Auskick and club football. Sign up at play.afl forward slash Auskick. This is Saturdays in the southeast. Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews here. Uh, Wherever you're listening on SENQ or 1620. SEN on the Gold Coast or through the SEN app. When we come back, this show is all about health, wealth and footy. We'll get to the wealth bit and get some uh, uh, get some real estate advice on for you next here on SEN. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the South East. It's all about health, wealth and footy. Let SW Brokerage help you meet your financial goals. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, to our listeners on SENQ, 6.93am in Brisbane and 16.20am on the Gold Coast. Hello to you. 
And, of course, those listening through the SEN app. If you don't have the app yet, take it anywhere with you. Download that from uh, the iTunes. Is it the iTunes? Apple? Apple? What is it? I'm a, oh I'm a Google God. user. What so, is it? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, don't ask. <laughs> I don't, mate. I don't have Apple. I just, I just go to my Google Play Store, and everything's there. What is it through Apple? That'll do. Apple, Spotify, <laughs> anywhere you listen to podcast. That'll no, do. I'm talking about getting the app. Oh, the app, not the podcast. How old are you? <laughs> we sound like the two old guys off the Muppets. How are we hosting a show? <laughs> oh, I've got no idea. Elizabeth Tilly, help us. She's the real estate editor at realestate.com.au in the Courier Mail. Welcome to Saturdays in the Southeast. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Hey, have you got an Apple iPhone? I do, but don't do ask get... me any questions about technology. I'm you don't know where to get an app from? A lot of with it. Where uh, do you get apps from? Well, I do. I do the app, there is an app, app store. That's it. App, <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Well, I do know that. I don't know there we that. go. We're getting there. Hey, listen, I just want to ask you a quick question. And, and we were talking about this last week, weren't we, Jake, uh, about, and we're seeing it in the news a lot, um, the rental crisis around southeast Queensland. Oh, look, look, a lot of parts mm. of Australia, but in particular at the moment, the rental crisis around southeast Queensland. Um, yes. Is it as bad as it's being reported, Elizabeth? Look, it really is. Um, I sort of went out. We don't get out of the office that much these days, but um, on Saturdays we, we will send someone out to go and cover auctions and then also go and have a look at some of the rental inspections. And most properties you're seeing a lineup of, of you know, dozens of, of people. And just speaking to them, these are people that are, are going every week um, to try and get something and they actually know each other they're in the lineup going oh hi again like they're seeing the same people and making friends with each other and sending each other like any tips that they can because that that's just sort of how bad it is and look there was some new data out um earlier this week from core logic that showed um capital city ranks have risen the fastest on record so it is it is the worst it's ever been i think brisbane was up uh, 16.5% in one year. So I'm hearing reports of, you know, some some people being told to go up as much as $200 um, a week, which is just, no. it's just completely unaffordable at the moment with the cost of living rising. It's just, it is ridiculous. So mm -hmm. it's not good. Um, and the, the solutions are, there's not many because it's, it's a supply and demand issue, which is the same with the with buyers as well, but worse for renters, it, it's just we need more supply. And we've got, um, unfortunately, governments that are quite anti-investors. Um, and a lot of people, I don't know if they, they realise, but most of the rental market is owned by landlords who are, are private, you know, mum and dad investors, basically. And if, if they're not sort of getting any incentives to, to go and buy an investment property to rent it out, then then that's the problem. They're just not coming back into the market at the moment. And so we really need that to happen, I think, so, as well. Um, so, Liz, Jason, is a he basically owns part of the Northern Gold Coast here because of his investment please. portfolio. So he, he's one of the ones that we're targeting at the moment uh, when it comes to, hey, mate, pull, pull your finger out and look after us, you know, nine to five, you know, sluggers that are, 
are doing it tough. But <laughs> well, we, well, no. But in fairness to that, yeah, we do. We, we we're lucky. Yeah. We've got we've got a couple of investment properties, and the thing is, we we lose money on a monthly basis because the interest yeah. rates, the eleven interest rate hikes, yeah. actually do hurt us, mum and dad investors. You know, and it's that's and, right. And, yeah, and, and it's, that's it's why not... you have to put the rents up, and people understand. People don't always understand that, but yeah, you've you've got to put the rents up for that reason because your your repayments have gone up. So, and, and you get sick of being lose situation. But you get sick of the media portraying landlords as greedy. What's no? It's that's where we put yeah. our life yeah. savings in property because we feel it's the best thing, and then. And then you've got to put up the, yep. the rents to cover 11. Jake, you know, you're in the biz, mate. It's 11 interest rates. Hey, I hear you. Hikes. I hear you, mate. It's, it's challenging yeah. on the buying side trying to find stock. Yeah, good stock. People are holding at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure where they sit with their investment buying and so forth. So I, I feel it at our end. Uh, and, and I hear these stories every week from clients and investors you know, prices mm. have gone up, interest mm. rates have gone up, cost of living. It's, it is it is a big challenge. But, Liz, when um, Jason, I'll ask you this question as well, mate. When you're looking at an application for, you know, for a rental, or sorry, that you're looking at to to bring on as your rentee, let's say, um, what are some of the things that you're looking for um, as a as a vendor? Uh, if you, um, well, someone who's got a job. Yep. Yeah, it helps. Um, and, and we keep it pretty simple, you know. Someone who's got a job and someone who's got a good rental history. We won't lease to someone who doesn't have one because you just can't take that chance. You know what I mean? Because it's mm. it's your it's your livelihood. But yeah, someone who's had a good rental history and someone who's got you know full time employment or casual employment, whatever. It, 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 we're not too fussy, um, and generally we've been pretty good. We got you I mean you got to get yourself a good real estate agent for starters, isn't that right, Elizabeth? Yeah, I think that's important. But I think, yeah, as as you said, it's like you've got to to make sure that you're going to be able to afford the to pay the rent, which is important. So a bit of a, a credit history or um, some good references, sort of what I'm hearing. Um, I don't know. I think some some landlords have become very picky because they can afford to. So I have heard some stories of of um, mm. you know people not even liking children. <laughs> where you, let alone pets, they're sort of saying, oh, we prefer you not even have children. We don't want any damage to the place at all. So they'll be that picky. And really, if you're, a, I guess the ultimate is a couple, you know, high-earning couple with a good credit history. Um, but not everyone fits that mould, do they? And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're going to be a bad tenant. But um, I think also, you know, I'm hearing sort of stories of people putting forward um, rents in advance, you know, so many weeks ahead um an agent can't kind of ask you to do that but a lot of a lot of renters are doing that to try and get ahead uh and that seems to be helping in some cases but um it's 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 tough i think you've just got to be on the case all the time like you are when you're looking to buy a home just be in contact with property managers and agents all the time and keep going ahead and um and try your best to get somewhere, but yeah, it's it's a tough one. And the other thing is, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people coming off those leases that sort of think, oh, um, well, I just go out and try and find something cheaper. But it, that's just really not the case at the moment. So um, I think a lot of people are just taking the extra, hopping the extra money that's, that that landlords are putting on there and, and staying put because not having to go through the hassle of trying to find something else and. Uh, yeah, I just I can't see it kind of getting better anytime soon. I don't know about you, Dave, but it's because of that supply demand mismatch, it's 
I can't see it getting better in, in South East Queensland for a while. No, certainly, certainly not. So put yourself in the shoes of someone applying for rentals. You said off the top, Liz, that some people are bumping into the same couples every three, four times, probably on a Saturday midweek in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any tips for anyone applying? Is there any little tricks or tips that they can do to maybe stand out? Um, I know one of the things is that people walk through a rental home and might be feel intimidated, not talk to the, the, the agent. In my opinion, it is to to stand out a little bit, have a conversation with them, talk to them, get to know them, make sure yeah. that, um, you know, that you, you do stand out you know, a little bit anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's possibly not a bad idea. I think um, some people I know are applying sight unseen, <laughs> you know, or doing the little virtual tour online just because they, they're doing whatever they can to get something in first, you know, but maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is better to actually go along, um, have a chat with the agent um, and actually sort of get that relationship. But I think ultimately it's sort of looking looking good on paper, looking like you can pay the rent, being willing to offer more in advance if you can. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just sort of being on the ball all the time, like, you know, going to looking at everything that comes up, um, being in touch with the agents constantly on what might be coming up. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's a hard position to be in, uh, but... I think I think that's that's sort of what I'm hearing that that is is the best way to do it and yes, yeah, these people that are sort of running into each other at these the lineups is is interesting that they do they're actually forming like little sort of Facebook groups and mm. where they'll put listings up when they see something and or give little tips to each other which is kind of nice to see a kind of community coming out of it you know like a, in adversity people kind of getting sticking together but um it's tough it's it's a really tough market at the moment even 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 at our end jace like because we obviously help people purchase a property we've got people contacting us going hey do you help with rentals can you get access to rentals before really? they get to market um there's actually a little oh, wow. business model there that you know, it, well, we we obviously don't want to go in that space, but if you wanted to you know, create a business that helps mm. people find a rental, uh, you could probably get charged, paid some good money to go and do that. So we, I'm constantly getting messages on Instagram and is uh, anyone is anyone actually doing that that you know of, Jake? Like um, it, is, it is something that I'm surprised people haven't taken up. Look, I've, I've been able to help a couple people just through my media network, but I haven't exhausted that to. You know, is there anyone specialising in it? Mm. There are a couple of sales agents I know here on the Gold Coast who who offer it, um, and they charge a small fee yeah, to help okay. them actually find something. But no, it is it is it's a little niche, mm. little mm. offering that someone can uh, can do to to help for sure. Can we uh, stop talking about that because I am resigning uh, from SEN as we speak, and I've got a little business I'm going to open next week, so I can't go into it right now. But can we stop talking about it on the air, please, guys? Hey, there's some good advice there, and my, my, my one piece of advice for for landlords: um, just stop being scummy. You know, make sure the place is presentable as well, because a lot there are a lot of bad, dodgy landlords out there who are taking advantage of people. Um, you know, make sure the yeah. place is livable. Do that, and every now mm. and then, uh, you know, reward your tenant. Give them a, you know, give them a fifty dollar discount or a hundred dollar discount at Christmas time, just to help them out with some Christmas groceries, or give them a gift card or something, because it's it's just a nice thing to do, and you'll keep your tenants by doing those things as yeah. well. So, it, I think the relationship goes both ways. That's a good idea. 
Yeah, I think it should. I think it should. Um, there's definitely a war sort of being waged between landlords and tenants, and that the media has had a lot to do with that, I'll admit, mm. um, because we sort of get a bit, <laughs> a bit of both sides of it from, from governments that are very much taking the renters' side at the moment by you know, introducing the rental caps and... Which is ridiculous, kind of Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. You're going to put the rent up once a year. Well, <laughs> you know what's going to happen, that. right? You know what's going to... No, I'm, I don't care about it. No, because I... Yeah, yeah. People are going to put their rent I up. Ag- I would agree. Like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're just going to put it up double or whatever. I think it's the answer. No, it's a stupid... It's and that's what I was saying. It really, It really isn't the way to kind of tackle the problem I don't think um, I know they're trying to do something and I think it's, it's got to be for more incentives for, for investors to be honest to, to want to sort of get in there and um, yes uh, yeah yeah. Start start building some accommodation for starters. That would be nice. Don't start me on that. Grow your wealth with our trusted financial specialist from SW Brokerage. That's the SWB way. Elizabeth, I want to talk to you again uh, on another week because real estate, it's such it's such a hot ticket at the moment. We'd love to chat to you again if that's okay. It is. Beautiful. I'd love Liz- to. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Elizabeth Liz. Tilly, real estate editor at therealestate.com.au and the Courier Mail. Thanks for your time on Saturdays in the Southeast. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Hello to our listeners through SENQ, 693 AM in Brisbane and 1620 AM. On the Gold Coast, this is Saturdays in the Southeast. It's about health, wealth, and footy. Uh, and today, I don't know. I'm 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 sitting in our Brisbane studios this morning. Jake, you're in our Gold Coast studios, and you send the fitness guy to sit opposite me. Like I don't. <laughs> what what's is this a is this a G up, mate? Uh, it's a bit of motivation for you, Jace. God, uh, he's a good man. Anton Cox from Snap Fitness is joining us. Anton, hello, mate. How you going, buddy? Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I am a member, I'll have you know, uh, Jake, of Snap Fitness. Uh, haven't been this year, though, uh, but I, I will <laughs> I will get there. Uh, I was, we are just talking to Anton off the air. Um, you just finished the six-week challenge, though. See, that's the stuff I like. Some of these other ones have 12-week challenges. Yeah. That's a long time. Yep. So what happens – for blokes who think about getting fit, what happens in like a six-week challenge? What do you What do you got to do? Look, I think the key is, you know, you don't expect results overnight. It's definitely an opportunity Tick. to, um, you know, lay down some good foundations, as I said. You know, um, make sure you're getting down here. There's nothing worse than signing up uh, to a gym and then not going, you know. Um, if – during uh, the six-week challenge, obviously, you do have the support there from the staff and the PTs as well. Um, and, yeah, look, you know, if you can get into a routine of going three or four days a week, which is a hell of a lot more than, you know, a lot of people go, you know, at the moment, um, it's, a, it's a big step in the right direction. Now, Jake went and bought himself a new pair of tights and leggings uh, to wear to Snap Fitness. Is that the correct uniform for a bloke to wear? <laughs> Each their own, mate. Jake, oh, Jesus, they're nice. Jake. They're fluorescent too. The, the the pink and the bright lime go well together, mate. You just explain the answer on how many hot cross buns did you have over Easter, mate? And let's just start talking. Which which about day? Eight, which day? <laughs> good Friday. Good Friday. I had about I had about eight. Is that is that good for you? That's energy food. Oh, well, Anton, celebra- Anton, don't <laughs> don't, mate. It'd be the last time you'd be a guest on this show if you start <laughs> if you start sticking on me. Hey, mate, give you look at someone across the table as you are right now, and um, you look at Jason, right? <laughs> 
Clearly very unmotivated individual, has the best intentions to buy a membership, but just can't get himself to the gym. Look him in the eyes right now and give him some tips on motivation on how to get him there because I'm sure he's not alone. There's a few blokes listening that might be the same. Absolutely, mate. Look, it doesn't really matter where you start. Um, starting is the key, okay? Um, and I like that. Not everyone can do it on their own. I mean, that's why I have a job. That's why I have a business. Um, there's plenty of great PTs out there that are, you know, really willing to put in and um, help you get to where you need to be. Um, you know, if you can get in, and like I said, just uh, get a bit of a routine going. You know, a lot of um, there's a lot of dads out there as well. A lot of parents. You know, like it's hard to find the time. You mm. know, like all you're all you're worried about is t- looking after the family, and there's a lot, uh, not a lot of time left uh, for yourself sometimes, and that's completely understandable. Um, but I think if you if you do put the time aside, you'll be so happy for it. Yeah, see, that's my problem. I, I just give myself to everyone else, Jake. That's and I don't realistic. have any time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's 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 the reality of life. Yeah, it yeah. is. But that's not me. I'm telling yeah. you that right now. I'm just lazy, and I live 200 meters from the Snap Fitness Gym at Runaway Bay. Oh, so it gets better. I, it I gets will, better. <laughs> I will get there. Um, look, I tell you this before we let you go. And the thing that turns me off, gyms, is you get in there and every you know, you no, know, Jake. Everyone's there and over over trying to over motivate you in your mm, face. Yeah. Or blokes hate that. Yeah, they, if you've got a couple of kilos around your gut, you want to get rid of it because you like a beer on a Friday night when you're watching the footy. You've got to live a little at That's the right. same time. Mate, yeah. are your gyms like that? Look, I think the reality is you do. it's a balance. You know what I mean? If you can just make baby steps in the right direction, um, like I said, get down to the gym um, a little bit more often. I think you know if, if any bloke puts a little bit of muscle on, just a little bit, they're going to feel so much more confident. Um, it really helps. Um, you got to be careful these days how you say it, but just to feel a little bit more manly, I think, goes a long way. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, you know, if Jake. we just fix up our diet a little bit, um, <laughs> eat a little bit more protein in the, in the diet, and a lot of people just don't really know what they're doing, you know what I mean? But if you – there's nothing wrong with having a couple of beers on the weekend and living a little – you mm. know, having fun with your mates, but it's just doing doing it a little bit better I think is the key. Yeah. And I think, Jake, the good new, best news out of all of this, mate, is bacon is protein. Yeah, it is. It is protein. You can have as much bacon as you like. In fact, you could eat anything that you like, Jace. You just got to do I the do. work, mate, to burn it off. That's that, that's where you're probably going wrong. <laughs> all right, Jack. Uh, Jake, I don't need you and my missus to nag me, all right? <laughs> now, I thought, talking about missus, my, my partner, she has, and this is a, a shout-out to all the, the blokes out there who are at the gym, Jace, just off the back of what you mentioned. My partner experiences gym anxiety, Anton, mm. and yes. – she wants to go to the gym. She wants to be there, but she, she gets overwhelmed by sometimes the amount of people there, but are also those those bloody idiots that are in the tank tops overdoing so it um, and, and so forth. And talk, give, give us some tips on some, on some gym etiquette. What are some things that, that blokes can take into account before stepping into a gym? Because there, there are women there uh, that are there in their own time. Absolutely. Um, trying to get fit as well. No, you're so right. doesn't matter who you are. Um, look, I, I train males and females. I have a very broad uh, client base, and you're so right. When a female comes into the gym the first time, it can be very intimidating getting out onto the uh, you know, the free weight section. Um, they tend to stick to what they know, and it is a big step. But at the end of the day, a bit of a tip for them is you know, the blokes are probably more interested in looking at themselves than you That's know, a them. good point. And that, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, there's nothing worse when you're new to the gym. You think everyone's looking at me, you know, I'm doing it wrong. Like, and you just get that anxiety. But 
I think you've just got to put your blinkers on, worry about, you know, reaching your own goals and making, um, you know, small steps, trying to improve just a little bit each week. Um, you know, no, that's de- definitely fair. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It all goes hand in hand too, doesn't it? A healthy, a healthy mind yeah. really does help you deal with stress and, and all that sort of stuff. You don't have to rely on binge eating or binge drinking. Absolutely. Another tip is, um, not doing it for your messes, you know, reaching your fitness goals. Right. That's not a good motivator. Right. Um, doing it for yourself because yep. you love yourself. Yeah. You know, um, just giving a little bit extra love to yourself and, um, you know, trying to improve yourself, that's going to make you a better uh, p- better partner, a better dad. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good advice. All right, mate. That's uh, Anton Cox. He's the Corporate Clubs PT Support Manager at Snap Fitness. Um, if you want to find out about more about Snap Fitness, uh, you can go to snapfitness.com forward slash au. Some good advice for us blokes who I've, I have got a bit of a tummy at the moment, haven't I, Jake? It's something I've got to go and you can say it. No, it's okay, mate. I won't put you down. It's Saturday. You know, you've got a big day ahead of yourself. And it's more than a bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Anton, great to have you uh, on SCN this weekend, mate. Thank you so much. Really Thanks, appreciate Anthony. it. Right, yeah, there goes Anton from Snap Fitness. We've got to go. That's the end of the show for this week. Jakey, what are you looking forward to? I've got to get out of here, mate. I'm off to the King's Domain. We've got our big game this afternoon um, against Springwood, but uh, the Gold Coast Suns are hosting Melbourne as well, so looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be a good game. I'm, I'm magic rounding all weekend. All weekend. Just, we, we, we just had a chat, mate, to the PT about beers and, and stuff. <laughs> just take it a bit easier, okay? I'm actually working and stalking the rabbit age. You know that. <laughs> uh, this has been another edition of Saturdays in the Southeast, all about health, wealth, and a footy on SENQ 693am and on the Goldie 1620am. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll be back next week. See you, Jake.